Fedoras are only cute on lesbians. It's true. I'm I, no, I'm not even sorry. It's just information. What about Jason Mraz? Is that a fedora? I don't know. Is that? He sings, I don't want to be anything other than what I've been trying to be lately. From One Tree Hill. Great. Thank I you. I actually know who Jason Mraz is. I'm just not sure if it's a fedora. It feels like it's a very small brim. So a brim is a type of hat? No, no. Like the brim is the thing that goes around the fedora. Right. I just feel like his fedora brim is so small. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't really look at a lot of pictures of him. I once went to a train concert. Uh, <gasps> like train. I remember them. No, they're still around. Oh, they're still around. No, okay. Train is one of those sneaky bands that while you're at the concert, you're like, this is them? They sing this? I didn't know that this was Train. I love this song. Dolly Parton is the same way. Yeah. Oh my God, but it was, tra- it was Train, but Jason Mraz opened and you've never seen that many hats in one place ever in your life. Yikes. It was great. Only cute on lesbians. We can agree to disagree. No, it's talking about these hats is making me miss open mic night because the hat game at open mic night is so strong. So strong. So strong. strong. Oh my God, we got to do open mic night. Also the vest game at Spoken Word. It's the gayest part of your day. Sit back and grab a shot I feel like I can never find a vest that looks good on me. I just not true. I mean, I, ever I believe that you believe that. I'm not you calling s- you a liar, but you I'm sound saying- like my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> my therapist the other day was asking me about my podcast, and I was like, dude and here's my logo and I'm going to do this and I'm, it's going to come out what did soon. You, what did you say there? She was asking me about Sorry, my podcast. Just, my, no, no. I wanted what? to go That's all I was No, and I was like, I came in and I was like, I'm going to talk about these things and how my family is doing this and how my grandpa is doing that and how work is doing this. And I had like this list of things and she's like, oh, so how have you been going? And I'm like, well, actually like things might be okay. And I'm like, I just started this podcast. My logo just got finalized. Do, 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 do. And it's like, no, I look, look at noise. this. And I'm like, look at my friend just texted me the logo. And isn't it so cute? It is cute. Um, yeah. And then I was like talking about these lesbian mixers that we're starting to. Fo- and she's just like looking at me like, hell yeah. Like, but. Aww. And so we just talked about the fun stuff for 20 minutes. And then I was like, well, hold on. Like now I feel like rude to try and talk about any kind of drama that's going on because I don't want to ruin your mood. Hey, Dr. Blank, Dr. Not Enigma, Dr. Sadness, Dr. Melancholy, Dr. Melancholy. Um, I I have to interrupt this joyful moment for a sad message. (laughs) Yeah. From our family partners. Right. Oh my gosh. So yeah, it was just kind of funny. I'm like, wait, hold on a second. Like I do actually have some things to smile about. It doesn't all have to be BS. I mean, I get it though. Like when you're paying someone to listen to you about your problems, you're like, let me bring out the heavy shit. Well, right. And especially because it's like, okay, I have like one hour every other week to be like, please fix me. Here's my list of ailments. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I brought an itemized list. We're starting right. from 1A and I'm hoping right. we'll get to 27C, but I don't know. And I've arranged time. them in like 
how long in the time increments I think it might take to fix them. <laughs> so we're going to start with the low hanging fruit. Seems really, seems really healthy, like a healthy plan you got going on. I yeah. love it. Yes. Subject change. The internet is great. It's where all your secrets go to die, right? Yeah, I know. I had a live journal. What is that? You were never on live journal. It was like, oh, like angsty diaries, but for the internet. That sounds rad and like nothing could go wrong. (laughs) It was like what all the emo kids did in middle school. So obviously I did it. I had a journal on my computer and I stopped using it because I got mad that it made me put in a password every time. (laughs) I couldn't handle it. I was like, fuck this. This is far too much work. Far too much privacy on my own laptop. I was in college. Like, no, I don't need what? I'm gonna forget my own password. Well, you should try live journaling. You probably don't have to remember your password and there's not a lot of privacy. <laughs> well, I think that this is my version of live journaling. Oh right. Oh my god, yeah. That's Except right. for that I do get to edit it and like release it when I feel like it. Mm, yeah. It's been very cathartic though. Oh, tell us about your catharsis. Well, I haven't had to roast a duck recently. Mm. I haven't been roasted recently. So that might be fun depending on the, to- the uh, you mean metaphorically. The yeah. Mm. Could be, could huh. be, but I don't know. Uh, no, my catharsis. It's allowed me to get a little closer to a couple of my friends. That's cute. Super cute. And it's like, hold on. We just start talking and we're hanging out like friends, but we just have these microphones here and everybody gets to laugh with us or laugh at us or cry with us. Yeah, we're trying to keep it positive, but you know, life sometimes. Mm, yes, sob into a pillow. That's <laughs> yikes. That is <laughs> that is your repressed Catholic state, right? Woo! Oh my gosh. Yeah, sobbing into a pillow. Uh, if we're talking about like the last week, check. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The last month, mm-hmm. double check because you know it has the last week in it. Yeah, it's been garbage. Um, yeah, it's like an outright dumpster fire. A dumpster fire. When I broke my ankle, I don't know, two weeks before Christmas. <laughs> I, first of all, everyone, I'm friends with the radiologist who read my x-rays. So that was pretty bitching. I was in the waiting room texting like, doctor, I won't say her name. And Dr. Blank Blank. Yeah, Dr. Doctor Blankety Blank. Dr. Hot Pants. <gasps> No, she has a girlfriend. What's a nice word to call her? Um, Dr. Enigma. Oh, that's... Sounds vaguely sexy. Okay, say it again. So we're, I'm texting... Dr. Enigma. Yes. While I'm in the waiting room to talk to my own doctor, and she's like, yep, it's definitely broken. They're probably going to recommend this and this. And I'm like, okay, what questions should I ask? And she's like, well... It's broken. They're going to send you to physical therapy. Worry about it then. I'm like, solid. Anyway, I knew my ankle was broken before my doctor officially got the things. It's kind of sweet. I was like, ah, so awesome. So awesome that I had that hookup. But I texted one of my friends from the waiting room a picture of my x-ray. And I was like, it's broken. And she just wrote back laughing, all the laughing, crying, smiling faces at me. <laughs> and she's like, dude, your life right now. And then she sends me a gif of a dumpster on fire floating down a river. <laughs> oh, I've seen that one. Yeah, my life. <laughs> so, and that was like the highlight of December was when I broke my ankle. Yikes. 
Yeah. So are we going to try and stay positive or are we going to talk about No, this? we're going to we're going to stay positive because we're funny, Lisa and I. Mhm. Especially true. like on a Saturday morning with a couple of whiskeys. But yeah. I think I have a lot of funny friends. Yeah. And you're hilarious. Thank you. Yeah. You're also hilarious. Thanks, man. I feel like my hilarity is in direct response to how many fucks I give that day. Mm, mm-hmm. 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 Yes. <laughs> Snaps. Oh, my God. That was not the high school I went to. I mean, the nuns were intense. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I don't know. It was, you know, I mean, we're not going to get negative, so I won't go into it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I grew up in a very fucked up family. So in some ways it was very nice because it was very like stable. There was a very like intense focus on your education. And it was very grueling and like supportive. Was it a school that had high academic marks? Yes. Okay, that's good. Because I have definitely seen private schools where the academics really isn't at the top of their... It's true. And then it's like, why are you paying that money? Oh, to indoctrinate your child. Yes. Yeah. I went to private school until I was in fifth grade. I didn't know that. Well, I left because I got bullied. Slash. Oh, poor baby. I know. Slash. I'm going to give you a hug. I'm going to delete this, but, um, and I'm just remembering this. This is like, <laughs> this is like repressed memories. Every time I talk to Bron- Bronwyn, it's like, oh, and this shitty thing happened and this shitty thing happened. And oh my God, I forgot about this. And like, this leads to that story. It's because um, I worked on a crisis line. It just <laughs> draw it out of people. Well, I'm trying to learn from you so that I can do your ninja tricks on my future guests and get out of them too. Okay. All right. Octopus we'll it out of their brain. I was going to say suck their brains out. Yeah. Octop- same, same wavelength. Octopus Literal it out. Same brave brain wavelength. Yeah. Frequency. I, no more drinks for Brahman. Okay. So wait, what was your story? Oh, um, that my mom like came to school one day. She was on the PTA and she came to school one day to drop off some papers or whatever. And I was on the ground getting kicked by like eight <gasps> students in my class, like the on fuck? the ground. And my mom's like, nope, pulled me right out of that school. Is like, screw you, screw you, screw you. Like, do, 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 do. Uh, but I don't, your mom, but. I like vaguely remember it and I'm like, there's no way that only happened once. No, nope. like, that's not the type of thing that just happens the one time. It's not like you're suddenly being kicked by your peers. Right. For no good reason. Oh man. Buddy. But now I'm awesome as hell. And if anyone tries to kick me, I'll kick them right back. And I will also kick them for you. Thanks man. Because I like you and I have a strong sense of vengeance. I like that. I have a I like deep. It too rooted anger yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's deep most days but god forbid it come out because watch yourselves that happens when you've been wronged and have no resolution i know i feel like i should be a superhero because like i'm always standing up for the rage yeah i mean but like like righteous rage like the hulk yeah i would vote for you to be not the hulk something else captain america no, like your own thing. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I'm really sad that that was your response to your own thing. I mean, <laughs> well, because now I'm like, that sounds like a lot of work to think of a new superhero. I've done a lot of thinking today. Fair. I feel like flying would be great. I would fly. I would fly. I'd rather, though, apparate. 
<gasps> oh my god, that'd be so great. I could visit so many people all the time. I wouldn't have to do long distance mm. friendships anymore. Yes. I could just be like, bloop, hey Michaela. Bloop. Hey Bub. Yeah. Bloop. Hey Katie. Let's talk about the fact that you have a friend named Blub. <laughs> no, her la- <laughs> her name is <laughs> Bub, and that's her last name. Actually, she and I used to be in a blues duo called Prani and the Bub. Woo woo. And all that jazz. And all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Sorry, I'm just singing weird things into your microphone. It's just an instinct. I've played music and sang for so long that when I see a microphone, I'm like, scat. Great. I'm for it. Thank you. I support that life choice. Thank you for indulging me. Sometimes, it's been a while, sometimes Bronwyn and I go and do open mic night. <gasps> Woo! It has been a while. We should go. Wow. It's a winter thing. And now, because you guys, it was like 85 degrees until the end of October this year. Real nasty. End of November. It was bad. You're not wrong. Global warming. Climate it's change. It's not just a lie made up by the liberals. Yes, it is. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> it's so hard not to just panic because it is a literal... Ex- like, usually with my anxiety, when my anxiety gets worse, I'm like, is this a reasonable thing? to be panicking about. I try to talk to myself. I like that. And I like your voice that you talk to yourself in. That's my reasonable Bronwyn voice that Mm. tries to argue with my unreasonable Bronwyn. Okay. With global warming, whenever I hear anything about it, I just start to panic. And then I'm like, is this reasonable? And then I'm like, yes, we should all be panicking. Yes, we should be panicking. (laughs) We should all be very panicked. Like I get the point when people say, okay, if you reduce emissions in California, it doesn't really matter as soon as PG&E lights one of our national forests on fire, right? Because you just undid two years worth of carbon emissions in California. But it's all a part of the bigger problem. And maybe like we need to rethink the way society handles our business overall. And insert global pandemic here. Amen. And being like, oh, well, you know, something bad could happen is not a reason to just ignore your problem something bad can always happen yes will always happen probably and i think the more you live and the more you overcome your threshold for what you're concerned about just drops yeah i'm gonna throw it back to the broken ankle again i've been through so much garbage this whole year that when they were like you might have to have surgery i was like all right add it to my list and i just carried on with my day i'm like yeah of course (laughs) i do what do you of course like no big deal no big deal go ahead Add it, it to my, my add it to my to-do list. Yeah, tell me how much it costs and I'll see you freaking later. I got a party to go to. <laughs> the moderators are a mess, so excuse us for this rest as they get their shit together. You back? I'm back. The bitch, all the bitch, all the bitches back. Yes. Stone cold sober as a map. Actually, just kidding. That part's not true. You've only had like one glass of wine, though, so you're okay. No, it's true. I'm just a lightweight. A lightweight? A lightweight. Have you never heard that? Yeah, but you said white. Is that what I said? I'm pretty sure. I think that's... We can go to the instant replay and see exactly what you said. Let's see the instant replay, Bill. I'm a lightweight. (laughs) I mean... Maybe you're Australian in solidarity with our Australian brothers and sisters. I am white. I don't know that I'm very light, though. Not as light as me. 
I am pasty white. When I went to Ireland, we made two two friends, Claire and Anne. They were cousins. Met them at the Alanis Morissette concert, Seventh Row. That's Adorable. right. And they were like, you look Irish. I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's like a compliment or not. Because it was the middle of summer and I had not one speck of melatonin in me. Mm, I could see you being Irish. Hold on. It's not melatonin. It's melanin. Yeah. Wait a minute. Melatonin is the thing you that makes to you make sleep. you sleep. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, no melanin, no tan, white as can be. Casper, pasty, translucent, my mother has called me. Oh, like a ghost. Wait, do you believe in ghosts at my queer workout Hell yeah. group? Oh my God. Why do all the lesbians believe in ghosts? An tell us more about this queer. Okay. A, number one, tell us about this queer workout group. B, number two, what do you mean you don't believe in ghosts? Okay, in order of the questions asked. Yes. <clears throat> My lovely pal named MJ, they do this really rad, um, like, well, they're, they're queer, they're non-binary, and they do all these training sessions, and they, like, primarily work with queer folks. They do a lot of work with trans guys who want to build up their chests mm. um, pre- and post-surgery. And they also just work a lot with queer women. And I'm part of this group they have on Mondays and Wednesdays. That's queer women. That's just like really rad. That's awesome. And one of the women in there, she and I want to start a sheep farm together. So be on your toes for that. Well, that's about the softest thing you could do. I mean, it's so fluffy. (laughs) Plus, Steph won't let me be in a type of farming where the animal gets killed. So, you know. Valid. Happy wife, happy life. But does she still eat those cheeseburgers? She does. And I tell her that that's, you know, a little contradictory. And she says, leave me alone. It's a little contradictory. You should leave your wife alone. Also, she's adding to the California drought. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, okay. But also, can we talk about how, like, so much vegan and vegetarian shit is, you know, using a few crops like corn and soy that are actually like really hard on the environment the way they're grown so we can talk about that or how they're uh three times the price yeah for some of the cheapest ingredients to be grown yep so things that are subsidized Mm Mm-hmm. and built on large farms not these little family-owned businesses amen Mm-hmm. California farmers, I'm looking out for you. I'm trying. Yeah, California farmers. That's going to be me one day. I'm going to be a sheep farmer. Listen, okay, but can I... Yes. Let me figure out how I'm going to say this. Uh-oh. Sheep farming. Fluffy business. Fluffy business. Do you know how you're supposed to keep track of which animals have mated? I'll tell you, because I know. I'm shocked that you know this. Okay, listen. lay it on me. Um, I'll... I'll ignore that insult for today. I just didn't see you as a farming type. I don't think yeah. that was an insult. It just, I just, it's not something you've ever expressed an interest in. Oh, I'm not interested in farming. That sounds like really hot. Yeah. And like a lot of manual labor that I'm just not into these days. See, called it right. Yeah. But I know a lot of things. I'm pretty worldly. I mean, that's so, true, but this is a very specific thing to know. Yeah. All right. Let me lay it on you. Okay. Uh, you put a sack of like colored powder chalk maybe on the underbellies of the males and each male gets a different color. And then when they go meet with the females, that sack of color gets on the females backs and marks which female 
they've mated with. That's pretty funny. Right. And so cruising around Ireland, you can see during certain seasons, all these sheeps with different colors on their backs. And you know which sheeps are the hoes and have multiple colors. You do you, sheep. You do you. And Mm. it also helps you know which ones are gay. Yeah. Um, So I visited New Zealand like, God, it was like over 10 years ago. And there was this, and they're like huge sheep farmers there, right? Like they're- Don't they, don't the sheeps outnumber the people like three to one in New Zealand? I was literally about to say that. Yes. (laughs) There's just- Sheep fucking also, everywhere. Also, they have the hobbits there, right? So Exactly. So why wouldn't you want to live New there? Zealand, love you. Love you so much. Please accept me as your citizen. Or Is no. that how it works? I, I don't think know. you might have to tweet them. That's definitely it. Okay. Um <laughs> Or do you have to write your letter on parchment with a quill and have a hobbit deliver it? Ooh. Is it a hobbit or who delivers things on Lord of the Rings? Um not the owls, because that's Harry Potter. Right, right. Hmm. Well, they probably have a postal service that's not going bankrupt. Yeah. They don't have Amazon. They probably don't have UPS. I'll figure it out. New Zealand. What you got? How do we we get a tweet, letter, scroll? What's your preferred communication method there? Because my preferred communication here is owl and a feathered quill. Yeah, I get quills from Katie all the time. That's right. (laughs) Anyway... God, what were you saying? Oh, yeah, sheep. So I was there like years ago and my friend who I was visiting, her family is actually like sheep farmers. And that's badass. <laughs> <laughs> that was woolly unjustified. <laughs> what the fluff? <laughs> I can't believe you just did that. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm gonna have to correct your grammar. Get it like a ram. Almost. It was you there. almost made it. It was there. Try it again. I'm gonna have to correct your grammar. Does it? Yeah. Baram okay. you. Baram <laughs> you. Baram you. It's not the first time my puns have been met with zero applause. Thank you, buddy. Um. Anyway, wait. There was a sheep story in there. So. There was this whole controversy because there were gay sheep, these male gay sheep, and these farmers were like, ah, oh, fuck. So I don't know what gay sheep eat, but I know what gay horses eat. Hey. Okay, that was good. <laughs> Still not a pun, but good wordplay. Thanks, man. Um, well, I guess maybe maybe that was Do a sheep little eat bit hay? of a pun. I don't know if sheep eat. I don't think they eat hay. I think they just eat grass. Yeah, I think so. So the sheep's in New Zealand. Right. So um, there are these farmers that, you know, they they have a few like stud sheep for breeding. Mm-hmm. And um, there would be this issue when they're, they're like male sheep who was, you know, meant to be this really good like breeder, breeding stock was gay because they're like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do with the sheep? And so... <laughs> They came up with this, like, medication that they would give the sheep. Okay, I see what your face is doing. Mm-hmm. It So, and it became very controversial because, like, basically the medication just made the sheep, like, fuck everything. Literally just everything. They were so horny, they just fucked everything. Mm. Um, Viagra. Yeah, like, 
hardcore Viagra, but for sheep. Mm. And so they would also fuck the female sheep. And the gay rights activists were really upset about it, but it's sort of like, well, it's not like they're trying. I'm sorry, the gay rights activists, not like the animal cruelty people? Yeah, the gays were mad. The gays were mad. They were like, leave the gay sheep alone, Mm. which relatable. But it was also sort of like, okay, well, no one's saying that like you can take a medication that makes you heterosexual. It's just like, if you make these sheep horny enough, they will literally fuck anything. Yeah, that post over there. Yeah, they would literally fuck inanimate objects. That car parked yeah. in the driveway. Yeah, okay, I see it. So anyway, and like, is is that still is that the end of your story? Is the, is it still in use? Do they uh, only use it? The end of my, I will be honest. I haven't kept fully up to date about hormones injected into sheep studs, so I'm not sure what the most recent take on this is. If you eat the sheep, uh-huh. made by one of these gay sheep, yeah. It will make Do you, you gay. turn queer? Yeah, it makes you gay. That's why we're gay. So that's how it happened. Yeah, is that what happened? I see. It's coming it's into play now. It's fucking New Zealand imported lamb. So posh. So posh, so gay. I bet you you could sell that on the black market for like a pretty high price. Lamb that makes people gay. Yeah. But would people <gasps> And you could clone that? it? I feel like they've already cloned a sheep. They've cloned Cloning several sheep, really I think. creepy. I love it. What? Well, it opens up all the possibilities for books and movies and TV shows. Okay. Is and for that... fringe science. But also through cloning, they're going to figure out how to like clone stem cells and whatever. And they're already starting to do this. And then we could just cure all sorts of things. And then we'll just go into the overpopulation of Earth and not enough sustainable resources to, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. protect a people that has no lifespan or has a never ending lifespan. A how people... do you feed a people yes. that routinely live for 150 years? Not a problem for us to answer. That is what should console you when you're nervous about climate change. We'll all starve to death first? Yes. Okay, I'll feel- Clearly. I'll sleep way better (laughs) knowing that I will starve to death before I'm consumed by a fire. It's very comforting. I think my work here is done, folks. Nailed it. Nailed it. (laughs) Let me know if you want your own private pep talk. (laughs) Seems like you need to go into life coaching. Listen, I know you're telling me that in jest, but- this last year, three different people have told me that. And I'm not <laughs> not sure why. <laughs> okay. I will just be honest. You're amazing. I oh, love you. Thank you know you. this. Mm. And I just, I feel like I have some issues with the life coaching concept. Because it's people not, not, I'm not talking about you specifically. Because obviously you're amazing. Thank you. Thank you. But like, just as a concept, it's like people giving life advice to others with like no oversight or ethics regulations or like there's not regulations on it no it's i'm sorry first of all what training is there to become a life coach literally nothing it's like i don't know that that's true because we know a life coach okay i have also known life coaches who took literally no training also one girl last year tried to date me and she said she was going to become a life coach and i stopped talking to her because literally in life she had not accomplished anything yeah that's the thing all the life coaches i i have known are people who are like truly should not be giving advice that seems like a systemic problem that's why like okay there's a reason even though bureaucracy can be really frustrating there's a reason why there's like education and tests and ethics exams you have to go through to become a therapist because like literally you're not allowed to drive a car without taking training and tests. 
Exactly. But you can give life advice. Isn't that crazy? I think the idea of life coaching is solid. I think there are a lot of people who need some amount of guidance or help, or really a lot of times people just need someone to bounce their own ideas off of because we hold a lot of answers that we don't give our own selves credit for. Yeah. However, I think in practice, I agree with you. Several of the life coaches that I've met, it's like, well, but how did you get here? Because a counselor who is actually trained and spends several years learning how to give advice and teach people how to reflect on their own lives, like they're going well. But then there's also like life coaches or public speakers who will go sell out huge auditoriums and charge people to do it. Yeah. So so it's like all over the place. Yeah. Bit, I don't know. I think it's an interesting topic. And I think that maybe we should talk to our friend who is a life coach because she is very interesting to talk to. Mm. And she has done some kind of schooling, but I don't remember off the top of my head what it is. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I will, I will admit I have a very anti-life coaching perspective, but I think it's just, you know, like I, I work... I've, I've worked for years with people with lots of trauma mm-hmm. and or like, you know, even if it's indirectly like working on research or policy. And the reality is if, if you're like working with someone who has a lot of trauma and you don't have the right training and you say the wrong things, it can be really harmful. It can do damage. I would be petrified to talk to some people that I know have been through trauma because I can help you like in an emergency, but in right. general, I cannot give you ongoing advice uh, confidently. Right. Yeah. I mean, like my wife finished her school and is going to be a licensed therapist. So obviously I kind of have that sort of, you know, bias a little bit, but you know, she takes a lot of classes on like, here are the developmental stages. Like here's what is going to be happening for someone with trauma. Who's like suddenly confronting what's happened to them. And like, you know, and even just less serious stuff, it's like the physiology of your brain chemistry at any given time and how that affects your thought process. It's not just situational. Right. And there's stuff like work around alcohol and drug abuse where a lot of the sort of conventional wisdom hasn't really worked, or at least not for most people. So I just, I kind of feel like putting yourself in a role of giving someone advice and having power over them in a certain way like because you're in in a position where you're giving them direction and guidance without like having the appropriate training worries me in practice how much guidance is a life coach supposed to give because when do we hear about life coaches uh tony robbins right Mm -hmm. or we or there's these giant seminars or on law and order when they're ripping people off Yeah, I mean, I've known a few. But in practice, yeah, in practice, how does it work? I mean, that's a good question. I'm not an expert on it. I've known a few people who've gone into it and I've known people who've gone to life coaches and it's like giving life and guidance and direction. And it seemed similar to what a therapist would do. And that just, that makes me nervous. I mean, like, of course, you know, I go to my friends and ask for advice on certain things. I think it's different because there's not like a power differential with your friend. Whereas if you're paying someone to give you advice, there is. And you're not coming to us thinking that we're experts in anything either. We're just chatting through a situation or maybe we're like vibing over the same thing that happened to us or we're just holding space for you. Like, yeah. Do you know what holding space is? I do. Yes. I feel like (laughs) it's so funny. 
or at least I can explain my understanding. Uh, we're all here learning together, folks. I just recently heard about holding space and I'm trying to learn more about it. So what do you got for us? Okay. My understanding at least is it's sort of you're like if someone's carrying something heavy or needs um, support that you're sort of making yourself emotionally available and able to really listen and take in what they're saying and like be present for them and show up for them and engage in active listening and and really like validate their experience and if that's what they want give them advice and support and show up for them in the ways that they need to be shown up for how do you validate someone's experience when you think that whatever issue they're dealing with is trivial Mm. because i think that that is where some folks struggle sorry my cat's meowing in the background Oh, everybody loves it follow that cat on instagram she thinks our problems are trivial yeah (laughs) that's the life of a cat absolutely God, that one's hard because I feel like I struggle with that when someone comes to me with really trivial things. And I don't know. I, I find that really challenging. And I think to be, I mean, maybe this just sounds harsh, but I think I just don't end up having many friends who are like that. Same. Yeah. I, I, I would agree with you on that. Same. And I think also you get to a certain point in your life where it's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why do you want us to feel sorry for you? If that, the thing that you're complaining about is the worst thing that's ever happened to you, you are very lucky and you need to thank your stars and I'll buy you a cup of coffee. But other than that, I've got way worse things to deal with or or I've got seven other friends dealing with way worse things that are happening right now or my sister is dealing with something. But that outlook, the outlook that some people are afraid to say their issues because they know other people are going through worse I think is also very detrimental in our society too right I totally hear you I think where I struggle is I think it's okay if someone's talking to me about something that isn't a huge thing you know like Mm -hmm. every time my friend talks to me it doesn't need to be about like a massive problem no but and hopefully it's not about a massive problem every time either because like (laughs) you need to (laughs) reload They need some help. You need to re- rethink that relationship dynamic and like maybe we'll hook them up with a couple of good counselors slash life coaches. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. But I think for me, like, I don't know about your experience, but I think when I sort of stop being able to really engage is when someone has really trivial problems that they complain about a lot and then doesn't make space for you. And you're more heavy problems. I completely agree. You cannot have a one-sided relationship, no matter what the relationship is. If it's lopsided, it's not going to work. It's not healthy for at least one, but probably both of you, if you actually start to look at that relationship dynamic. Yeah. And it's hard because I think you come across people in life where you're like, oh, you're just used to being this way in relationships where like you, I don't know. I just really struggle with that. People where I realize you know, oh, wow, you've spent, you consistently spend 80% of the conversation talking about yourself. Mm-hmm. I just Classic narcissist. Yuck. Classic one-uppers. Mm-hmm. There are folks that we know that it's like they're the epitome of a stereotypical seventh grade girl where th- the end is near every single day and life is over and any kind of TV sitcom that you've ever seen they're a fully fledged adult still acting like this. And it's like, well, no, we don't, we don't have time for that. Like we'll listen to you gripe for like 20 minutes, but 
let's go. If you are consistently not making any attempts to improve your own life, you can't keep bringing us down because we are actively trying to be happy and actively trying to improve our own situation and really to continue to be so negative time after time after time after time is exhausting to all of your friends. Yeah. If you're in a situation where you need help, we will be there for you. Yeah. But this is long-term ongoing. This is your personality type of thing. That's when it's time to examine your relationships. I think. Yeah. And it's see our episode about how to have a friend breakup. Oh man, those are the worst. Yeah. God, I've been like, I've had times in my life where I've really struggled with feeling depressed or felt really negative for long stretches of time. And so I can like really empathize. But yeah, it's also like, gosh, like you can only pour out so much if someone's not giving it back. When you are going through something legitimately hard, and I don't mean a high school breakup, I mean death of a relative. Yeah. Some type of horrible medical diagnosis like big major life changing things that adults have to face on a regular basis. I think the more of those situations you go through, the harder it is for you to even relate to the person that thinks their part-time job is the end of the world, or it makes you rethink the values of that person. So if that person is constantly negative, is constantly blaming other people for their problems, is constantly pulling you down when you are struggling every single day to try and stay up. Yeah. You have to cut that person out. And it's also okay to say, what do you need? Like, why are you so negative? Do you even know? Do you even know that you're negative? Because sometimes they don't know. Yeah. And it's really important that if they are your friend, you speak to them like, like what's going on? Why are you so negative right now? Like there's gotta be an underlying thing, but Maybe their threshold for pain and their threshold for life's BS and life's obstacles is just that low because nothing actually bad has ever happened to them. And good for them. Good for them that you haven't had to live through this. But I now cannot really relate to you. I can't relate to people who have had a peaceful, easy life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, same. And I think it's like you can have empathy for someone's feelings and experience and also be like, this is not the relationship for me. Like whether that's a friendship or like romantic, you can be like, I get that you have, you know, like you are kind of self-absorbed because like you don't haven't really had to struggle a lot. Mm -hmm. Things were given to you. Yeah, it's actually hard for me to empathize with that. But like, I feel like, you know, I know people who've had serious sort of mental health stuff where they were, I mean, God, including myself, where just depressed for long periods of time or really struggling for long periods of time. And I have a lot of empathy for that. But Mm -hmm. it's also challenging because you like it just it can't be a one sided relationship. Also, I think the other side of that coin of, you know, being someone myself who has struggled with depression and suicidal thoughts. And I've had friends who have committed suicide, people who have not been close to suicide, who have not been close to depression, they really can't understand it. They might be trying. They might be there for you as much as they can, but on a fundamental level, they just literally have not understand it. And thank you that those kind of people exist because we shouldn't all have to know what this feels like. But that is a little divide when you're 
trying to speak for understanding and find a friendship where you can tell them, yes, I'm depressed or I had to skip work yesterday because I couldn't stop crying. And there are a lot of people out there who they don't really know what depression is, but they're trying and give them credit and work with them and say, actually, you know, what your girlfriend is saying are signs of depression are really just her being needy like that like that's not a sign of depression she's trying to use this disease and claim it as her own when no 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 here are some things that depression actually looks like and i've watched you guys for the last six months and she's screwing with your head and she's lying directly to you i think i think even though we have been through bad things like depression is so rampant in this country yeah that i think that those of us who have seen it, we have the ability to spark change in the people who haven't seen it and who haven't had to live through it just to educate them. Like, Hey, remember, remember this, like people are depressed. You have had a golden life or you have been lucky enough that you haven't had to escape. You have been lucky enough that you haven't had to see depression firsthand, but as a friend or as a coworker, if you're comfortable enough or family member, what have you, you can say, here's just a small glimpse into what depression might look like. And even just having those conversations with the people you're close with will increase the number of people in our community that knows maybe how to deal with the next person that they run into who's depressed. Yeah, that's good advice. I mean, we all want different things out of our friendships. And I think depending on the stage of life we're in helps dictate what we need at that time. And people and relationships ebb and flow and that's natural and that's what it's supposed to be like. And you shouldn't feel bad. You should feel bad if you're a jerk about it. But as long as you're open with your friend that's been your friend for 10 years and you're saying, you know, like, looks like we just want different things out of life and we're just going to hang out a little bit less often now. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, man, it's just hard when people choose bad partners. I feel like as you get older, that becomes a harder thing. It's a sad thing too i think when you see your yeah. friend with someone who you know their partner is pulling them down yeah and when your friend is amazing and you're like you deserve the world yeah it's oh that's so hard and i feel like you know we're kind of at that place in our lives where a lot of people are getting married and settling down and if you don't like someone's spouse i mean you can't really be friends with them anymore yeah unfortunately yeah or it's going to be very hard it's going to be a pretty limiting relationship that's sad. Sorry, we're trying to be positive. No, no, no. I think that I think we've got enough time. We've got a happy episode and like a real life episode, complete with puns. Okay, to round off our our sad thing, let's get one tip to somebody who's trying to be a good friend. What is your easy access tip that they can do right now? I would say reach out more because I guess this ties into what we were talking about earlier, but just reach out more and like, don't take it personally if someone doesn't get back to you right away because people are busy and have crazy lives. That was going to be mine. Mine was going to be like, text, text, yeah, right. Text your friend that you've been thinking about. Miss you, buddy. Or like, how's, how's the new job going? Yeah. I know you've had it for six months and we haven't hung out in four months. Just want you to let you know, I'm thinking about you. Miss you. Love you. You're awesome. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a big thing. No. And that goes a long way. Everybody, pick up your phone right now and text two different people that you're thinking about them. Text your pal. Be a good pal. Hashtag text your pal. Aww. 
I'm going to text you later. I'm going to text you later. Cool. You're not going to text me later. You're going to be asleep by the time I get home. Yeah, no, that's true. It's after 930. I know. I'll text you tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, you will. (laughs) And I'm going to text you too. And we both have to text one other person. Okay, deal. Solid. And we'll report back. Everybody. That's good. Pick up your phone and text your pal. Making change. One person at a time. One text at a time. Message and user rates do apply. (laughs) That was good. Thank you for joining us on Bronwyn's Couch. Uh, This has been Katie and Bronwyn for Out to Adult. We've loved having you. We've laughed, we've cried, we've given our advice, we've given advice, now go forth and live with pride, yeah, live with pride, Yeah, that sounded dope. Yeah. That sounds so good. <sighs>